That's crazy. Yeah. Hey, I'm Brenna. And I'm AC. And welcome to An Obsessive Nature, where we're geeks, but we're also writers now. Welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Today, we're trying something a little different. Um, We're going to talk about kind of an update on our current obsessions and what's going on in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably do this uh, like once a month or when things change. And yeah, I think think it'll be good to be current and not just talk about Twilight for every episode, you know? LOL. That would be totally fine, though, if we did that. (laughs) But yes, this is all in the spirit of our sort of original concept or name i think at least yeah um and it's you know whatever anyways (laughs) um so i guess i can go ahead and start yeah we both have a few things we do our normal back and forth yeah and this happens to me pretty regularly i'll find something i'll get kind of like fixated on it and do research about it for like a month and then i move on to my next one um, which I think is pretty valuable as a writer, too. Yeah. Because um, that's, like, a necessary part of writing often. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so my first thing is the International Space Station, which Brent apparently thought was ISIS. Yeah, when it was on the outline, I... It's ISS. I glanced at it, and I was like, oh, that spells ISIS, but it, it doesn't. And that would be a very different story. Yeah. Kind of weird if I got obsessed with ISIS. I mean, it's kind of like getting obsessed, uh, I don't know, <laughs> with, like, serial killers or something, but... Oh, I guess that's fair. Yeah. But it's, yeah. I did get obsessed with 9-11 once when we were living together. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, like, on 9-11. <laughs> Just, like, researching it and all the different... I, like, literally spent the whole day... I found a YouTube upload of um, the news coverage, like, 12 hours of news coverage from that day. Wow. And I just watched it in real time. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was a very but, weird like, experience. But, like, interesting because yeah. we were so little, like, we wouldn't have... Right? We don't really have any, and we're not, you don't, do you have, did you have anyone connected to 9-11 at all? No. I traveled I a lot as a kid, so I remember the airports changing. Yes. But that's my only memory. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even, we never, we never um, flew until, I mean, maybe like once, but I was so little that I didn't know, but then. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, we're not really obsessed with 9-11 anymore, just. <laughs> Anyways, I'm still a little bit, but what I, think I really want to talk history about. History is very, yes. something to always be obsessed about because it should be something to be remembered and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yes, International Space Station. I got obsessed with this when I saw um, that astronaut who just came back back in January. And I uh, saw this picture of her in space and I didn't realize, into, or I guess I had never seen like women in space before. And I just, it, it's hilarious to me the way they wear their hair. I know that's like... <laughs> Um, like kind of weird to fixate on, but they keep it long and they don't tie it back or anything because there's no gravity. So it just floats around their head. And depending on how long their hair is, they just have like this full circular radius around their head. I'm doing hand gestures. I don't know no, why. No, that's not even looking at me. I can, my peripheral vision is strong. Oh, no, yes. that's hilarious. I mean, that's right? like very angelic and beautiful. Well, it just looks stupid i mean no the way you're describing it but yeah i can can imagine it looking it doesn't look stupid but it looks it's just it's hilarious and most of the or the women who were up there i guess on the u.s part recently had have like curly hair Mm -hmm. so they just have this like curly hair it doesn't look like an afro because their hair is like thinner Mm -hmm. it's just so bizarre 
And I feel like everything about the International Space Station is so, like, thrown together, weird. Like, (laughs) apparently it, like, barely stays together because of the type of, you know, for space, the kind of architecture requirements are different. So, and it kind of, like, is flexible and moves around, which is weird. They, They all sleep. Because, again, there's zero gravity. They'll all sleep, like, within feet of each other in the in these little cubbies in the floor, the ceiling, and the two walls. Jeez. Right? And they ha- sleep in these sleeping bags that have to be, like, connected, <laughs> like, tied to the wall so mm-hmm. they don't float away. I just... The claustrophobia of it all, whenever I watch, like, right? a space movie, like, you know how in, I don't know, whatever space movies where mm-hmm. it's a big circular thing and they're running around a big track and it's like they're just running upside down and I'm just like, what? And then I, when you see where they sleep, like, I, oh, I would be so claustrophobic, especially, crazy. it's like those capsule hotels in, um, or hostels or whatever in um, Japan, yeah. like, where you just get in a little pod and mm-hmm. I guess it's kind of the same thing on, like, super high-end planes. Um. (laughs) there's just so many little random details about yeah like how they use the bathroom (laughs) and i've never really looked into that i've literally my only views on space have been has been from movies like i don't and i know that it's not accurate i just have never really dove into that world of i don't know why they don't make it accurate because it really is so fascinating yeah and interesting and it like tells you so much about those people and it's such a unique living situation yeah it actually, I was thinking about it, and it kind of makes me want to go to space, just, like, to the ISS, okay, just we're gonna to do, do a, a documentary. We're going to do a podcast, Writers Going to Space, and we'll be back <laughs> in a few months. Would you really go to space if you could? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe. If they would, like, let me, mm-hmm. and I would be like... Yeah, if they were like, Brenna, we're going to take you to space. We're going to train you, and it's going to be safe, and it's only going to yeah. be for, like, a month. In my current state with anxiety, probably not. But <laughs> yeah. in an, if I felt a little better, I probably would. I mean, how could you pass that up? Right? Like, it's – how could you – yeah. How could you uh, not see that blue marble? Speaking mm-hmm. of that, watch. I watched that video that was Flat Earthers versus um, – Oh, God. Versus – Basically, it was Flat Earthers versus Scientists was the title of the video. Mm. And um, it was one of those, like, Jubilee videos where they do just – that's the YouTube channel. They do different, like – they try and find, like, a middle ground. And they have, like – they had, like, an anti-vaxxers one with – God. Yeah, it was crazy. And, of course, the Flat Earthers were just using, like, Bible stuff and saying all the images were fake. Oh, no. (laughs) Anyway. Now you know my opinion on that. I hope everyone here didn't think I was a Flat Earther. I don't think anybody – most people don't assume other people are flat earthers. Yeah. At least not currently, today. Um, yeah, I want to see the Northern Lights from space. That would be amazing. But really, the reason I would want to go right now, or like the reason why I've decided I would be open to going, yeah. is just purely to showcase that living environment. Because there, mm-hmm. there are already like YouTube videos. That's how I found out about all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I need but, to. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll give you a list if you want. <laughs> That's so cool, though. Because yeah. you never see the, I mean, reality of it. At least I don't. I it's mean, bizarre. I they feel have like, like these little Velcro strips on their pants, be, like to I guess put down like their pins. They can't just put it down. They have to like stick it to themselves. <laughs> Isn't that, and it all looks so like taped together. Like they just is, have these normal ugly pants with these Velcro strips. <laughs> like cargo pants. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. I don't know how the International Space Station works in any way, but, like, aren't there some, like, 
places where there are gravity like in like when you're in like a rocket like isn't there sometimes when they like can like I actually like in a plane where you're not like the when they air first pressure get there is, and everything like how is is there just never like I don't know no, I don't, get I don't it. think there is any because they have these little um they have to work out constantly so they yeah. don't lose their like muscle mm-hmm. muscles being in zero gravity yeah so you're they have right. this like stationary bike in the u.s lab that's like constantly. attached to the wall with these little like zip tie clips <laughs> so that it can float around because if it's it, if it was like fastened to the wall the friction would like make the station fall apart <laughs> Yeah, that sounds very interesting. I'm glad that our I'm glad that our everything seems so safe up there, right? And it seems like it wasn't built in the 90s, which it's so. It, how long ago was it was it know. built? Obviously, it was earlier than the 90s, right? Yes, uh, uh, 98. Okay, rudimentary was 69. Okay, oh, that's crazy. Yeah, <gasps> I think I think people's fascination with space died down so much after we all knew we could get there and then it was just kind of like whatever yeah but but if you really stop and think about it it's crazy it's absolutely fascinating Mm -hmm. especially with space force and you know (laughs) (laughs) well yeah well that's a whole other we gotta protect you know we just gotta protect ourselves (laughs) but i'll end on this note i mean i could talk about this forever obviously but um the woman who that i saw coming back to earth who originated this obsession is from North Carolina. She went to NC State and she is from the Outer Banks. So that's cool. That is awesome. And the fact that you saw, you found it through a female astronaut. I know, right? It's awesome. Cool. Well, what's your first one? My first one is something that I have never been into, even though I've been into Nintendo my entire life. Mm -hmm. It's Legend of Legend of Zelda. Mm -hmm. Um, And you, I feel like everyone that's into Nintendo and stuff is always, like, I don't know if there's really a battle between Mario and, like, Zelda fans. I feel like everyone's just kind of, they love both of them. Mm-hmm. But I've never played, I'd never played a Zelda game or anything. Um, but on Black Friday, I finally got, two years after it released, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. And, because um, it was, like, half off, finally, because it's still such a popular game that they never put it on sale. And I've played, like, 200 hours wow. of it. Um and it's, like, my first game that I've ever played that has... I've, I've, I've like, finished the main game, mm-hmm. um, but you can still go back and do so many things. There's, like, 900 different things that you can do, literally. Wow. Um, like, I finished the game, and then once you beat the boss at the end, it gives you, like, a completion uh, percentage, and I'm still only 30% complete out of 100. Just because, like, they, I think the, the way that they tally it is, like, you have to explore every single inch of this gigantic map wow. to be, like, a completionist. But I... Had never played like an adventure game like that before. I've always been like a platform game player or whatever, and I played it and I fell in love with it. And then I got um, the the remake um, that they released of Link's Awakening, which is like an old Game Boy game mm-hmm. that they released on Switch, and it looks beautiful. And I'm playing through that now. And I just needed something to distract myself, mostly from anxiety that's been pretty bad recently. So I've been mm-hmm. like, and my therapist kind of explained it as just you need something that uses both halves of your brain. So like something that you're doing with your hands. So like knitting or doing whatever and video games. I mean, even though I'm kind of like, you kind of do it like very, I don't know. You're not really thinking when you're moving the buttons a lot of the time, if you've played like the game for so long, it's just like, okay, move this here or whatever. But I think that really helps is, is actually the act of doing something and not just like staring at a video to distract yourself. Cause by the end of the video or like in the middle of it, you're going to kind of, I don't know. Space out. Space out and fall maybe into a... fall into anxious thoughts again, whatever. So I've really enjoyed playing 
um, those games. And now I like actually understand why everyone had like Triforce shirts mm-hmm. when I was little and all these different um, stuff to do with that because I really enjoy it. And now in f- uh, 14 days, my favorite series of all time is finally coming back to switch which is animal crossing or not coming back to switch but coming on switch and the game from everyone's reviews and everything looks like the best thing ever so i'll be playing that forever and i made a ton of new friends on my switch to play it with because nobody (laughs) plays animal crossing and or well i don't really have any friends that actually play switch to begin with so i had to go on reddit and i put my friend code on there and now i have all these new friends to play animal crossing with and it's great though i sound like the biggest loser but i love no um, i love my nintendo switch very very much and it's definitely helped distract me and keep me it helps a lot with stress too just like knowing that i can just sit there and because i've never had a console i've only ever had like handhelds growing up so Hmm. it's just nice it was cool to see a you know game on the big screen and even though it's i don't really people consider nintendo not really a video game like they're like Mm -hmm. oh those aren't real video games i'm like well too bad i think they are yeah um so yeah that's kind of what i've been I don't know, just the whole world of Legend of Zelda is so hard to say. That whole <laughs> world, like, is just something I'd never even really known about. It's just something that I didn't even... And it's just, it was so beautiful. Like, I literally cried at one point because the cutscenes are just beautiful and the story is so beautiful. So, yeah. So do you have a shirt yet? I don't. You need to get one. I should. You really should. I should. Um, Martin should get one for you. I have a Mario Kart shirt. Um, <laughs> I need a... I don't even really play Mario Kart, but it's just such an iconic thing that right. I was like, I love Mario, fine. Run as a poser, that's the... Yeah, that's the main thing, is I just wear shirts I don't understand, and no, all the shirts I have are either Disney or wrestling, so, mm. which I don't Makes even sense. think I've talked about wrestling on the podcast, which, I don't think ooh, that's awkward, because that's huge. So how about <laughs> every time we maybe don't have a whole bunch of new obsessions, like, let's try and do this once a month, no matter what, and then yeah. if we don't have new ones, we can go back and talk about Talk about ones. things we haven't talked about before. Yeah, sure. So. Yours are kind of depressing. I know. <laughs> um, but I think I actually, so, speaking of mental health, which, by the way, it's awesome that you are, do, like you say, I sound like a nerd, but honestly, I think anyone who really dedicates themselves to mental health like that, mm-hmm. it's such a hard thing to do. And so many people are so afraid of it or afraid to talk about it and all that crap. So yeah, I think it's pretty bad. I mean, it's been so long that I'm just like, whatever. If yeah. I can help people, I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't care. So, right? so yeah, thank but you. Anyways, you yes. talk about it too. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, so yeah. I... <laughs> On to the next depressing topic. What's your next obsession, Anna Claire? Yeah. So I've been really obsessed with Kobe lately <laughs> and I've always been into basketball. Um, but I was never really particularly a huge fan of his before. Mm. Um, I think part of it too was just being from here and having Michael Jordan, who was like his predecessor or, you know, um, big brother. Type yeah. I mean, person. He, when, um, when he did the, you know, the Michael Jordan crying meme mm-hmm. when he, when yeah. he was crying at the funeral or whatever what did they call it that's like a memorial service memorial service they had at the staple center and he like was crying and everyone was like you're just redoing the meme yeah yeah they obviously had a very very good bond but anyway Mm -hmm. um but they also had quite a rivalry i think just because you know kobe was the one who came up and like replaced his stats and yeah yeah yeah. towards the tail end of his career so Mm -hmm. anyways it's not like i hated him or anything but i just didn't 
really pay much attention. Oh gosh, a little construction in the backyard. If you can hear it, you probably can't. But anyways, so I, I guess the past couple months, like the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020, 2020, um, for me have been a little bit crazy. A lot of just sad things happening with like family and friends. And it got to the point, like right before Kobe passed, um, I was feeling like that, oh my God, this stuff is so horrible. Like, I can't imagine things being worse. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I think a lot of people felt that way. Yeah. I was really in, no, I mean like with my life stuff. I know. But okay, like seeing okay. other people on social media and stuff, it seemed like everyone just had a horrible like January. Okay. Well. But I, I'm not dismissing no, your experience. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I mean, and that was kind of part of it. I was feeling like um, almost even like if I did hear anything like that, people complaining about stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we all feel that way. Um, and I think one thing I've been really focusing on in therapy is um, self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And like, I think apparently a cornerstone of that is seeing yourself as part of humanity and like all of the shitty things and all the good things are things that everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. But it was still really difficult for me. God, I sound like such an asshole. It was still really difficult for me to see uh, like other people's real problems. Um, everyone feels that way. I don't think it, it's something that's hard to admit, but everyone feels that way. Yeah. So when this happened, I was like, it immediately snapped me out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, and not like, <laughs> I don't know. It, I also felt like it was beautiful to see so many people come out and care. Um, it was crazy. Because it's like a horrible, horrible thing. But the fact that so many people were there and are still there to like remember him and his daughter um, is really amazing. And I hope that bring some sort of comfort to their family and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then because I am a basketball fan too, seeing the way she played. I don't know if you've seen that at all. No, I've seen obviously all the beautiful photos. I haven't seen yeah. the way she played, but I've oh, heard it's fantastic. my God. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, that in a way makes it even more devastating because like the things that could have happened for women's basketball, especially with him being there, going to her games and stuff. Yeah, um, definitely. But that's, I mean, they still have the foundation. They're raising so much money. And in a way it brought attention to them. Not that it, you know, it would have been better if it didn't happen, but obviously um, yes. I think it's really hard for people to kind of denounce that kind of women's basketball, like the power and the interest, like watching her play, people always say like the people who are against women's sports or are people against women's sports or they just make fun of them. Um, well, so there was a, uh, they're not taken seriously. My ex was, uh, I mean, always said it was like boring. And I've heard, I've heard other people say like, there's a reason why. And I'm sure sometimes there is. Like, that less people watch it. Um, but you watch her play, and it's – you can't make that argument with the way that she played. So – because yeah. she played like her dad. It was really cool. Um, so it's kind of a dual thing, I guess. And I got – I ordered – I sell stickers, and my most recent order, they sent me a free Kobe sticker. I guess they were just doing that. Um, and so now I have that on my phone, too, to kind of keep me in that headspace where, like – Suffering is part of human experience. It doesn't, like, so I don't feel so isolated. So, yeah. I think when, so my dad works for a news station in California. Yeah, Yeah, so my dad works for 
uh, KABC, which is the local news station in LA. And he, the crash happened very close to my family's house. And he called me and he's like, um, or I was on the phone with my mom or something. And my dad all of a sudden like had, it was because it was on a Saturday or Sunday. Mm -hmm. He, he, my dad all of a sudden had to go into work and they were like, we think it's a celebrity. We think it's a celebrity. And so my dad like then called me a few minutes later and was like, it's Kobe. So I'm pretty sure I may have found out before actually the news came out. And I was like, oh my. And I just stood there in shock. Like, whoa. I had no idea. Was Mart with you? Mm hmm. Because he's yeah. a big sports fan. He was. And he was just kind of like, he didn't know what to say either. I mean, what do you say? Um, I also think it's just important. Um, I think it's important. I don't know. I feel like he's an important figure in like. Not in the Me Too movement, but in the fact that you can change, like, the way he became, like, a family man through all the, all the mm-hmm. shit that happened back in the day mm-hmm. um, and whatever. And I think it's important to show that these people can change. Yeah, and, people are whole people. They're not, like, yeah, the bad things. They're they not one the thing. Things. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a couple articles. I haven't, like, read through all of them. But I've seen a couple of good articles that have been talking about, like, we can still mourn this amazing man and remember that this happened, but that people change. And mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it's... I think everyone was obsessed with Kobe for at least a couple days after that and should yeah. continue to be for longer and yeah. forever. But. And that kind of thing does always make me uncomfortable like when people post about it. Yeah. Especially like I'm that's not really I mean no no shame to people who do that but I, I totally understand. But I spent a lot of time thinking about all of that stuff. Yeah. So I mean it's like uh, I, I don't. I am not in any way comparing him to Michael Jackson, but Michael Jackson had already been dead for quite a while when that mm-hmm. whole thing came, when the whole horrible documentary came yeah. out and stuff. Like I think, once it's just important to stay in the present and mourn the person that yeah they were when they died. Um, well, and that it happened so suddenly. And yeah, the, where he was in his life. I mean, was, he has a new baby. Yeah, it's devastating. So um, treasure every moment, guys. Treasure every moment. So I think. sorry. No, it's important. Um, he was and is and always will be a legend. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, on that note, <laughs> I've been more obsessed with podcasts recently. Um, oh, good. Mostly just because I've been trying, again, to kind of distract myself from anxiety and mm-hmm. listening to music doesn't necessarily do that. It's mostly I need to be focusing on, like when I'm driving, focusing on people telling stories or whatever. Um so I have been listening to, let's see, I've been listening to Rhett and Link's podcast because I love them. Okay. And they recently kind of came out as they were, um, they came out as being agnostic. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a huge deal because they've never talked about that before. And it was very interesting to hear their stories and stuff. Yeah. Um, and they're from around here too. Yeah. So they, they were like in campus ministry at state and they wanted to be Ooh. like minister. They wanted to be like ministers. Um, and the reason, like, they started their YouTube channel doing, like, the same kind of ske- sketches they were doing in, like, campus ministry. Huh. Um, super interesting. I've also been listening to, like, I don't know. I don't know why I love, like, mom podcasts, but I just <laughs> think, like, motherhood is the most interesting thing. Yeah. Um, and so I've been listening to, like, one about just, it's a, um, YouTube channel I already follow. hmm And they have a podcast about, like, motherhood and... I don't know. It's just super interesting. Yeah. Like, I just like listening to, to stories. So I've been listening to Philip DeFranco's one, which is, um, Philip DeFranco was like one of the oldest news YouTubers on the platform. <laughs> um, and he basically has been interviewing other YouTubers and he did one. He's done one with a ton of people. 
Um, but he he just did one with Sophia and Ben. Not Ben. Oh my God, <laughs> I'm talking about Ben Logical. Whoops, Sophia and Tyler. Um, and I love. Uh, I I don't know. I love listening to him interviewing other YouTubers because they actually talk about some of like the interesting stuff behind the scenes. Yeah, that goes on with like monetization, and they talk. I don't know. It's very interesting to hear other people's creative process because then Rhett and Link were on and they were talking about like they have a huge production company and like how when they have an episode of Good Mythical Morning come out they have like a and a thumbnail that goes up first and a title and then like they they have a whole team that set, if that doesn't like work then they do a new a new one mm-hmm. they have a whole team that like looks at that for like the first couple hours of the episode being up but then you have these huge YouTubers who still are doing everything themselves yeah so it's crazy but I've, I love listening to like YouTube podcasts and hearing about that and I've always loved Disney podcasts, so I listen to a bunch of, like, Disney news podcasts, and, um, I don't know. I really, I just, it's just so much, makes the drive to Greensboro I have to do once a week, um, for work a lot easier mm-hmm. when I can listen to people talk. Yeah. And not be in my own head and what have you, so, um, yeah. You should know. listen to my friend's podcast. I want to know what you think. Is that the one that keeps liking all of our tweets? hmm Okay. I will. Shout out. Yeah. Because you're a movie girl. I am. And I used to listen to a ton of movie stuff on YouTube and um, on podcasts and, or in podcasts and stuff. But I don't know. My taste, like, it's like, it go it comes and goes. Like, sometimes my YouTube subscription feed is all, like, movie news. And other yeah. times it's all Disney. And then, other, like, back in the day it was all makeup. Like, it changes so much and I don't even... So next time you're in a movie phase. Yeah, you definitely. Check it out for sure. Definitely. I'm always in a Marvel movie phase, but not necessarily every movie phase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my god. So this one's on my list cuz I actually have it's my most recent like book idea. Um is has to do with pet death. <laughs> pet that death. sounded like a jingle. Yeah. Pet <laughs> death. Da, 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 da. Anyways, um, just cause my, so I've, it, she wasn't my, snowball. what? Snowball. Oh yeah. We're using, I was like, is there a hair? No. <laughs> the mic we're using is a snowball and my kitty cat that just passed away, his name was Snowball. Um, so I had a bird before I got her. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Snowball was like the first, and I've, I've lost, like, I've had two dogs that have passed away before and everything, but, um. I, uh, she was the first one that I, like, remember, first pet that I, like, got of my own initiative. I was still pretty young. I was, like, seven. Um, Dang. But the first, you know, and I had her, she lived 17 and a half years, I guess. So, like. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, going with me, I was seven all the way to me being 24, like. I went from having her, like, my parents indulged me and got her and, like, took care of her for me all the way to, like, I was her sole caretaker. Like, I made the decision that it was, like, time for her Mm. to go and, you know. um, So I think that is something a lot of people go through as part of growing up. Um, And... I I don't it just kind of like hit me that I well I have a dog now too um 
And after, God, I get so depressing. So, like, a, the day after or so that uh, she passed, I was playing with my dog, and he had, like, the zoomies, but I was really tired, and normally I would have been like, ugh, sugar. <laughs> Even though I do my best to play with him when he's hyper. Um, But I was like, okay, I'm going to, and I was, like, talking to him because I talked to my dog. <laughs> I was like, sugar, Who doesn't I'm, do that? I'm going to play with you right now because I love you and I'm always going to be here for you even when you can't run around anymore. <laughs> and I just had this, like, mo that's when I first kind of realized the, like, entire journey that I had had with this cat. Yeah. Um, And for me, it didn't really feel depressing in the moment. It felt, like, beautiful. <laughs> so... I want to try and find a way to kind of capture that in a little children's book because I feel like that would be really fun to illustrate all the different stages. Um, and I wouldn't want it to be like – I would want to somehow – the goal would be to have a very positive feeling yeah. at the end, not to be one of those devastating like Marley and me, whatever, like <laughs> pet death things. This yeah. is like, you know, it's part of life. It's part of having an animal and – and I learned so freaking much from having that that relationship. Like, mm -hmm. how to care for something, how to love something that kind of has an attitude sometimes. Like, how to deal with them being old and clearly uncomfortable, but there's nothing you can do. Yeah. But, like, being there still matters and counts and is, like, really important and valuable. So, anyways, I'm, I'm going to end it there. Oh, actually, <laughs> I found my – do you remember when we had to write these books in, like, first grade? I have mine, too. Mm -hmm. Like, for the reading rainbow thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have mine, too. So I did, I have it on, maybe we'll post a photo of it on Twitter, but um, I, or tweet a photo, whatever. I mean, that sounds right, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I wrote mine about Snowball because it was, like, the year I got her. Um, and I think that's really cool that I wrote my first thing about her and then maybe potentially like this is the story I, I am passionate about all of them but I can actually see there being like a market for this yeah. and me finishing it relatively quickly because you know there's less pages <laughs> um that's reality for children's books yes yes so anyways I thought that was really cool <laughs> my artistic skills are on point it looks like a bowl of like flies <laughs> I, I actually have, like, a super young memory of Snowball, too. Like, I just remember a little white kitten. I don't know what – it was some birth – I don't know Probably. where. Some birthday party or something, and I remember Snowball, like, running across the front of, like, our car or something. Mm -hmm. It was a very tiny little white floof. So floof. The fact that – yeah, the fact that you've had that cat since we were in literally first grade isn't remarkable. Yeah, um, I know. And my cat, like my family's cats are considered elderly, but we've had them since I was in seventh grade. Yeah. You had her in first grade. I know. So that's crazy. Cats are miraculous creatures mm -hmm. and horrible at times. Yes. So. Horrible at times and, you know, anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess um, <laughs> we, can, we can finish this one off with something totally random that <laughs> I... Um, Last night I saw, I don't know if it was recommended to me on YouTube or something, but I was, I just like looked up the last scene of Glee because I saw a picture of like what the last scene of Glee was because I basically, I used to love watching Glee and I'm sure we're going to have, we're going to have an episode all about Glee eventually. Mm -hmm. um, we definitely will. But I saw a picture of like the last episode and I was like, did I ever actually watch that? And I think I had stopped watching like. Yeah, you did. I definitely stopped watching. And so I watched this performance. Um for the first time back where they like had everybody except like 
it was basically everyone except that Marley, like the newest, the new Rachel. What? But she was, she was, I guess, filming for Supergirl, which she's in oh, now. Or I thought whatever. they just left her out because her character was so unlikable. Uh, that too. But they basically <laughs> had everyone um, come, come back, back yeah. and who wasn't dead? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, it was in memorial. I mean, it was all yeah. It, the entire the fact that they ended the entire show in memorial to um in memorial to Finn, mm-hmm. um, and like I almost cried just listening to Sue's speech and like. The fact that she was vice president, what the hell was that? Yeah, I know. How did that happen? Because I just watched that scene and I was like, okay, whatever. And then, But she was so sweet and, like, <laughs> people in the comments were like, there wouldn't ever have been a Glee Club if it wasn't for Sue. Like, Sue redeemed herself. And I'm just like, oh, God. But anyway, the actual performance was so sweet and just seeing everyone come back, it, like, made me tear up because, again, I only watched what I consider the good parts of Glee, which was the beginning. <laughs> You didn't watch it when Adam Lambert was on. I did. I watched it for. I watched Just it for, for too. Him. I watched it for too long. Okay. Um, but uh, they the fact that it was the song they sung, which is "I Lived" by One Republic, which is literally a song that I have wanted to use like for the quote unquote end credits of my book for like years and years and years. So that made me like cry too. But mm. I don't know. I just sometimes I'll just Google or not Google. I guess YouTube search. Um like last scenes of movies like the, that's something i'm so obsessed with is just last scenes of movies like the last scene of the dark knight it's like oh just i love last scenes of movies yeah. so there's <laughs> I a lot love, more attention to detail in those moments and i love just like the way that like whenever and whenever i'm like downloading a movie score or whatever um i love listening to movie scores and it'll always be like the one that happened in like the last scene because it'll be like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just I love last scenes of, of whatever because it just packs such an emotional punch. So that was what I did last night and cried for a little bit about Glee. I had to pull over on Tuesday after therapy to um, watch a scene from The Incredibles. <laughs> just because you wanted to or because... Yeah, well, I was thinking about Mr. Incredible as a character and how um, I feel like his character is all about being wanting to be perfect and... Yeah. Like, finally accepting that you're not perfect, but, like, mm-hmm. y- you're enough and, be, you know, using your, being with your family makes you stronger or, like, your friends or whatever. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I, I, there's, I don't know how recently you watched it, but there's, um, like, when they get to the city to fight the, the, the robot, he's, like. The, the first Incredibles, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, fuck the second one. It wasn't that bad. It was nothing compared to the first. No, I mean, nothing's going to top the first. Nothing's going to top the first. I mean, but Toy Story 2 was great. Oh, yeah, of course. But anyways, um, no, I'm not, I don't really, whatever. Anyways, yeah, they get to the city to fight the robot and he gets out and he's like going to do it alone. And I mean, I don't know how much of this I should even describe, but like, (laughs) I don't know if it's enjoyable to anyone, but, but he's like, I'm not strong enough. And then Mrs. Incredible's like, if if we work together, you won't have to be. And I was like, "Ah." I mean, I didn't actually cry, but I was Mm. feeling the emotions and I did watch it more than once. There's certain movie scenes that just never leave my head sometimes. So, and I think that's super awesome. I, this is. Not totally random, but I saw a graph on Twitter the other day, and it was all the Pixar movies that have ever come out and their Rotten Tomatoes score, and it, it was, like, a straight line, pretty much, and then, like, a huge dip, and then, like, the rest was a straight line, and it was Cars 2. <laughs> and it, like, it killed me, anyway. Yeah. My parents love Cars 2, only because of the scene with Mater in the Japanese toilet. I don't even think I've... I've never seen 
I've never seen Cars all the way through. I've never seen Cars 2 or the one that came out, more to the third one. But my sister, when she was little, she had to walk out because she hated it so much. <laughs> She Classic like, Mia. This is a, I think she, it was like mostly like this is a boys movie. It just didn't interest her. It just didn't interest her <laughs> at sounds all. Sounds like something you would do. Yeah, I I didn't. <laughs> but it is. Oh. Anyway, so those are kind of our current obsessions and what we're. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're thinking today. I feel like that really paints a picture of who we are as people. Yeah, I feel like it'll be good to do one of these every month or so, mm-hmm. um, and talk about just stuff we don't really have like a. Like, stuff we can't really put into one bucket. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah, bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Don't hesitate to let us know what you think or suggest a new discussion topic. You can email us at anobsessivenature at gmail.com or use the Ask Me Anything tab on our stupid Tumblr, anobsessivenature.tumblr.com. <laughs> See you next time.